greatest symbol of excellence in sports entertainment. The upcoming presentation is a two-man power trip of wrestling podcast production. in the world's heavyweight champion he is coming back home fans as a matter of fact he is very much looking forward to getting back to the twin cities world champion hulk hogan you know me gene it feels good man to have everything on your side again the first thing i want to tell you that turns me on is my main man al jerusha he's on our team now man he's working for the and he's going to be there that night with that camera to zoom in right on the holster and all of his fans when Hulkamania is running wild and get a close-up shot of these 24-inch pythons back in action in the Twin Cities. You know who else has showed up back in the Twin Cities? Tell me, Mean Gene. In the World Wrestling Federation, he finally made it to the big leagues, Jesse Ventura. You know, and he's another one. On down the line, Jesse Ventura. You and I are going to have to get it on because the talk is in the streets, man. The Twin Cities wants to see what's going down for real between us. But you know something, Mean Gene? I know you're a rambling man. In all your life, you looked around, and finally you found that special woman, man, that brought you, made you shake, and dropped you to your knees, did you? Uh, yeah. Oh, you're done right. And the same thing happened to me. But I was rambling around from city to city. And then finally, I hummed in on the Twin Cities with these 24-inch pythons on cruise control. And when I saw the people of the Twin Cities, it was an instant love affair. It made me shake, rattle, and roll. And it dropped me to my knees. And ever since that day, my heart is in the Twin Cities. And now we've got the real world's title, the one from Madison Square Garden. In Twin Cities, we're coming home. Me and Gene, myself, Al Jerusha, and what you gonna do? But Hulk is running wild Stay tuned. More exciting action. All right, now there's the Hulkster with his comments leading up to the matchup against Dr. D. David Schultz, one of the toughest hombres that'll ever step into the squared circle with Hulk Hogan, and it was quite a melee, Lord, in Minnesota. It certainly was, and once again, Hulk Hogan proved how capable he was. But what an adversary uh, Dr. David Schultz is for anybody. Surely he must get another title shot somewhere along the line. No doubt of it, and in a moment, we'll take you to the footage for Dr. D. David Schultz meeting the incredible Hulk Hogan in Minneapolis, Minnesota. At the Met- Hello and welcome to the Hogan Era Podcast. I am your host, J.P. John Paz, and this is, of course, part of the two-man power trip of wrestling's podcasting empire right here on the TMPT feed, the Hogan Era Podcast, episode number 12. And today, this is going to be a good one. This is a fun one. We're going back a ways. We're going back to 1984, really towards the beginning of the Hogan era, and really the beginning of Hulkamania in the WWF. And of course, this view today really started in the AWA, 
and then really ended in a real life, I wouldn't say tussle or fighter, but just a real life breakup of the of the, the duo, I guess you would call it, of, or of the friendship, because these guys were really buds at one point. But obviously that ended. And today, of course, we're talking about the feud with Hulk Hogan and Dr. D. David Schultz. This is very, very intriguing because I'm not sure if everybody knows this or they don't know this. But we'll get into this on today's episode, and that was the original plans for WrestleMania 1. Now you think to yourself, wait, Dr. D wasn't on WrestleMania. Well, he was fired right before that, and we'll get into that incident that happened with John Stossel. We'll go into that quite a bit. But really, when you look at it, okay, it wasn't supposed to be Orndorff, it wasn't supposed to be Piper. We're going to get into that. And we're going to get into that just in a little bit. But first, let's talk about the first match that they had in the WWF. Yes, like I mentioned, obviously it's not a part of the Hogan era, but they did have a, a brief feud in the AWA. Actually, not so brief. I mean, they wrestled quite a bit in the AWA and had a bunch of matches there. And really, they only had about 13 matches. Yes, 13 in total on this episode. I'll just really kind of focus on four of the main ones or four of the ones I viewed as more of the main ones. Really, the first match is March 5th of 1984 in Salisbury, Maryland. And that'll be for the WWF World Heavyweight Championship. Hulk Hogan defeats Dr. D there. And we'll kind of go further on into four of the main other ones. And I'll mention them in just in a second here. But you had East Rutherford, New Jersey. You had Los Angeles. You had Johnstown, PA. You had Detroit. You had Quebec, Canada. You had Montreal. You had really, excuse me, Verdun, Quebec, Canada, then Montreal, Quebec, Canada, then Atlanta, and then the last one on 9-20-1984 in Fresno. So really five, six-month feud here, which was supposed to be extended even further, and we'll get into that later, but really 13 matches, and they were all pretty damn good. I think, okay, 13 matches, not a lot. Yes, 13 main events. That's what's impressive. That's what's good. All for the WWF World Heavyweight Championship. All basically great matches and great brawls, but it's interesting to think like, man, I wish they had more matches. Yes, 13 is a small amount if you think about it, but really, really, it's kind of um, more than that because it's 13 main events. Pretty damn impressive. And then if you really want to go back, and I didn't really count it, but you really can. If you go back to St. Louis, Missouri, wrestling at the chase, WBF style. Yes, WBF used to do that awesome uh, or be a, excuse me, be a part of that awesome venue. So WWF Wrestling at the Chase 210-1984, they did have a $30,000 18-man battle royal that was won by Big John Studd, but both Hulk and Dr. D were both in that match. But really going to focus in on some four main matches just in the, for time's sake, really, but really just for this episode, going to focus on kind of four major ones. So you got White Plains, you've got, Minnesota, you've got MSG, and you've got California. So, I mean, really, I'm just going to focus in, in, in on those. But, man, I, I love this feud, and I just thought it could have went longer, even though you're getting 13 main events out of it on you know, these great house shows all across the great uh, North America trip there, basically. You got U.S. and Canada mixed in, but, man, it was a great feud. I wish they had more matches. It was held on March 17th, 1984. Hulk Hogan, of course, defending his WWF World Heavyweight Championship, defeats Dr. D in about 11 minutes, and that is at the Boston Garden in Boston, Massachusetts. Good match there. You gotta love that. Then the second match 
which I'm sure people may not have seen, but probably have seen the third match. The second match is a course for the championship once again, and it is a double countout on May 2nd, 1984, and that was at the Westchester County Center in White Plains, New York. Great venue. Love that spot. Then the match that I'm sure a lot of people have seen is the MSG match here, the WBF world title. Hulk Hogan defeats Dr. D. David Schultz in just about six minutes. The thing is with these matches, and we're going to get to the fourth match just in a second, but the thing with these matches is, man, they are brutal. They're not your typical Hogan match when we're used to maybe, you know, Hulk getting beat up, Hulk hooking up, and that's the end of it. These matches here, really 84, 85, even the Piper matches too. I mean, they're like all out brawls. I mean, they're blood everywhere. Uh, it's just a complete pandemonium. I mean, Dr. D is about 6'6", six, six, uh, I'd say probably 280, something like that. I mean, he was a huge guy. And Hogan is obviously 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, somewhere around there, probably around 280 as well. I mean, they're very, they matched up very, very well size-wise. And maybe Hogan's a bit bigger and bulkier, but still regardless, I mean, they're just you know, neck and neck as far as, as, as weight and height and everything else. So these were knockdown drag out brawls with a lot of blood, not something you would really used to seeing later on the Hogan era when they kind of go away from the blood and kind of go more family friendly here in 84. I mean, this is just all out like, okay, these guys are out to kill each other. And if you, if you know, David Schultz's background, I mean, this guy's a legit tough guy. Obviously he was a bounty hunter. He can legit just uh, kick anybody's ass if they want to. If you want to shoot, he could shoot. He is a legit badass. And that was one of the things that when I interviewed him a few times, he mentioned that Hogan was not scared of him, but he's like reticent to, to you know, get piss him off or do something where Dr. D might shoot. Yes, he knows, I mean, his whole business and he's probably not going to do that, but he was still thinking, okay, this guy is dangerous, just like Orndorff. Like, these guys are dangerous. Yeah, you can only push him so far. You don't want to uh, do too much and, you know, try to, uh, you know, shoot on them because they'll just give it to you right back. That receipt that you'll be receiving will, will not be a pretty one. So that's those three matches. And I think another match, which I'm sure a lot of people are more used to and probably have seen, is when Dr. D fights Hulk Hogan on... June 17th, 1984, from the Met Center in Minneapolis, Minnesota. This is, of course, a part of the Hulkamania Coliseum video and Gorilla Monsoon and Mean Gene Oakland, which is a rare combination of announcers, but they are on the call. To me personally, Dr. D is the perfect heel for this time period. And he, you know, he just had a really bad attitude. He was basically a, a, a different form of Piper, maybe a bigger version of Piper. He was a loud mouth. Obviously, you know, he had that tough accent as well. And you, and you really just knew he was not to be messed with. But he had that bad attitude. He was the perfect heel. He was big. He was just burly. He was, he was an asshole. He's one of those guys that, you know. You, you don't know if he's going to be unprofessional or not, but he really did have a, a great character. And I love the Dr. D. David Schultz thing. It's quite a shame that he, he was basically blackballed from the business after this. But to think about it, man, I was like, this is just a great food that I wish was extended longer. I wish they had some more matches in the WBF, but man, it was hot from uh, March to June. I mean, they carried this match, uh, this feud for about three months here. and It was super hot. Crowds are really into it. Um, if you think about like looking back at this, uh, you know, th this feud in general, it's it's like kind of the all American boy against like this 
badass redneck, I guess you could say, or this tough guy redneck. It's, he, uh, Dr. D. The Elvis Schultz is almost Stone Cold Steve Austin before they were Stone Cold Steve Austin. I mean, that that's the character in, in a nutshell. Um, interesting with this match, too, which you got to love. Hogan dons the uh, blue tights, of all things, which is quite different for Hulkmania. And Hogan, and the way you think about him with the yellow and red, but he's got blue on for this one. Uh, as you know, he does pose for quite a few minutes before the match starts. They go nose to nose at the opening bell. Hogan shouts uh, some things at Schultz, and Schultz definitely uh, does the same to him. Dr. D turns, walks away from Hogan. Hogan does the same as they kind of go to their opposite corners. And Pearl Harbor job by Dr. D, David Schultz. Gene Okerlund scoffs at the way Dr. D pounds away at Hulk Hogan in the corner. At one point, Dr. D is choking Hulk Hogan with his own headband before then clotheslining him with it. Schultz goes later on in the match to counter a whip into a running clothesline. There's a forearm drop by Dr. D onto the champ, and he is really just laying it in on Hogan. The Match goes on. Match continues. The flying elbow misses. Hogan gets up, only to have the action cut in favor of a slow-motion replay. If you remember watching this tape, uh, pretty funny. Then they do basically a very slow motion of the elbow missing. Uh, not sure why they did that, but just funny uh, to like look back when you watch the tape. And you're like, what the hell? Why the hell did they do that? But anyway, um, there's another Hulk up here, of course, as you used to with Hulk. He gets nails a running clothesline. And the cover, one, two, three, and it's over. No leg drop for this one. It was more of the uh, Japanese-style clothesline, if you remember what Hogan used as a finisher over there, because the leg drop wasn't taken very seriously. He used the clothesline, a.k.a. the Axe Bama, and that's how he got the victory here and, and wins this match. Hogan celebrates, but uh, Dr. D. David Schultz nails him from behind, and he puts the belt on his own waist and saying that he should be the champion. Hogan comes to, rakes the eyes, and then puts Dr. D down and out. Okerlund leaves the announce booth, announce booth excuse me, to announce Hulk Hogan as the winner. There was no Howard Finkel for this one, so he is doing double duty and announces the Hulkster as the winner. The thing here is that, and, and we'll, we'll have a clip of this match too, but the thing here about this one is, very different than the Hulk mania that we're used to. Very different than than the era that we were thinking of where, like I said, just the Hulk up and the big boot and the leg drop and it's over. This is a bloody match. These guys are really brawling. They're killing each other. Like I said, he doesn't use the leg drop for the finisher. He uses the Axe Bomber, which is much more that, that Japanese strong style that he was using, uh, especially, obviously, in, in New Japan when he was there and making a big name for himself. And him and Dr. D. David Schultz knew each other from New Japan Pro Wrestling as well. So just to kind of think about it, it's, okay, so you get a different Hogan, a different style, uh, a different style match, a bloody brawl. I mean, this isn't the, the Hulk Hogan that we're used to or the Hogan era, but that's why I like it. And that's why it sticks out to me so much. And that's why I love talking about Dr. David Schultz because he kind of brought out a different version of the Hulkster. We're not used to seeing that kind of Hulkster. It's very, very different. This match basically goes 10 minutes and obviously Hogan gets the win. But you're thinking to yourself, like, oh, man, like, where does does Dr. D go from here? I mean, we're only in June of 84, but he really just continues on with Piper and kind of you think that that's the, the path that they're headed. It seems like they're really going in a direction where it might not be Piper and Orndorff, but it could be Piper and Orndorff as 
Hogan even states, really, um, that WrestleMania won. And here's basically, I'll just run it down because Hogan was interviewed a few years ago, and this is exactly what he had said. He said, the original WrestleMania was obviously headlined by myself and Mr. T, take on Piper and Orndorff, but according to the plan, the initial idea wasn't that for the main event. WrestleMania 1 was going to be Hulk Hogan and Mr. T against Rowdy Piper and Dr. D. David Schultz. Hogan revealed to Steve Austin on the Steve Austin show, we hadn't started promoting it yet. Vince was thinking it through, and David decided to shoot his own angle at the L.A. Forum where Mr. T was sitting ringside, and David rolled out of the ring and bitch slapped the hell out of him. A shoot slap. Chief J. Strombow sent the cops down, and they shackled David uh, behind his back and they carried him out they put him in handcuffs after that he was pretty much done vince was so pissed at him but the original idea for wrestlemania was supposed to be piper and dr d because david came up with the idea for the match so obviously you tie that into the incident that occurs on december 28 1984 when dr d david schultz got invited on to 2020 to do that report and Basically, John Stossel is questioning the legitimacy of pro wrestling. John Stossel had the type of reporting known at the time to expose untruths in all kinds of businesses. Um, on this occasion, for some reason, he decided to target professional wrestling. Unbeknownst to Stossel, though, the tables would be turned on him that night, and he would soon become the target of the uh, burly and very ill-tempered Dr. D. David Schultz. Like I mentioned before, I mean, he's legit 6'6". He's probably about 280. I mean, he's a, he's a big guy. I would not want to provoke him, especially if uh, little John Stossel. So what happened here is, boom, the slap heard around the world. December 28th, 1984, if you're doing your math here, WrestleMania is in March of 85. So you kind of think like, okay, that definitely not good. I mean, that just kind of the start of it. And then then we go into the story from Hogan. That Hogan story that he's talking about, it's on February 28th, 1995 with Mr. T and Dr. D. So a few bad months here, just from December 28th to February 28th with Dr. D and just some incidents. So the story goes, Dr. D was told by Vince to do that. Vince has denied it, WF denied it, but Dr. D has stated that the WF told him to slap Stossel, and he was doing exactly what he was told to do. Now, there's a lawsuit about it, and if you look into the lawsuit and you watch even uh, Dark Side of the Ring, Dr. David Schultz talks about it on his episode about how he basically was not at fault, not to blame the WWF had to pay John Stossel $80,000 as part of the lawsuit because he was claiming lost hearing. And the thing about Stossel is, which is really weaselly and, and something that, you know, you really kind of look at it and you're like, man, okay, he did slap the shit out of him. He did go down, but did he really have hearing loss? Did it, is that true? And he said, and this is really smart, man. I almost would take the money away from Stossel immediately if, if, if I was the law enforcement. I heard this, but I guess you can't. He said, oh, as soon as I got that $80,000, the ringing in my ear stopped and I could hear again. It's like, all right. So he was working the workers there, being a con man, and basically, um, you know, basically he's trying to, to extort some money at WB. And mm, it worked. But Dr. D... Basically, you know, uh, he didn't get in too much trouble from it. The WB did, and he was not paying any of that money. And, and Vince, I guess, was not happy about that. And that whole thing kind of goes by the wayside there. So 
if you look at it, okay, so Dr. D. David Schultz is going to be about to have the biggest match of his career, about to be in the biggest spot of his career. You've got Piper, you've got Dr. D, you've got Mr. T, and you've got Hulk Hogan. I mean, you can't get much bigger than that, especially at that point in the business. And then the Stossel thing happens. Okay. Did Vince set him up? Why did Vince want him to do it? Did Vince kind of know that was going to happen? I mean, these are all questions that I am very, very curious to know. Obviously, we may never know what was going through Vince's mind and the WF's mind at that point and, and what why that went down. But we also know that Dr. D can maybe sometimes be a bit of a hothead. And, and obviously, Stossel is a little ball buster. And they, he got the reaction he kind of wanted. And obviously, they're filming it. So he, he he's loving it, even though he did get bitch slapped. I mean, he's legitimately loving that so what happens next is okay this could be good for the wbf this could be bad i mean any publicity is good publicity but this kind of looks bad he stops such a little guy this big monster is slapping him around then all of a sudden according to david schultz this isn't true but all this hulk hulk and i guess the best thing it is true he decides to shoot his own angle he decides to do his own thing with mr t he actually bitch slaps Mr. T. He gets arrested, which again is very Stone Cold Steve Austin. Like if you look at storylines, okay, Austin attacks Vince, Austin gets arrested, and the crowd loves him. He comes to a huge baby face. This is a really, really different time and a completely different era. And we're talking about an absolute brutal redneck heel attacking huge TV star from the A team and Clubber Lang. And you know, Mr. T is just a huge huge star at this point and for him to to do that to t you know you gotta think like wow that's crazy like did he do it on purpose he now dr d says it was all part of an angle so do we believe the hoaxer do we believe dr d i don't know i mean it's one of those things where we're like why would hogan make that up but then why would dr d make it up so it's really hard to disciple decipher you almost have to figure it out for yourself like didn't he really go into business for himself and I did. I've interviewed Dr. D a few times, and he did say he did not like Mr. T. He was not a wrestler. He was not a part of the business. He did not like the celebrity aspect of it. Yes, it brings eyeballs and brings fans, but to be an old school wrestler like that and the mentality and to come from where he came from, he just didn't like how this, you know, basically celebrities coming in and taking a top spot. And and that's still the issue with a lot of wrestlers today, if you look about it. How many wrestlers bitch and moan and cry and complain when The Rock comes back or a bad bunny takes their spot or whatever, a big-name celebrity who's getting eyes on the product. It's also one of the things where some of the wrestlers think, oh, that's my spot. And, you know, they're fighting forever to get these spots. They don't want to lose these spots. So it, that is a tough one to, to kind of figure out and decipher there because you know he didn't like Mr. T and and you know that you know he he could be a, a bad son of a bitch and, and a complete uh, tough guy but would he really be unprofessional and kind of go off script quote unquote and just do whatever he wants i don't know that that's tough to tell according to wbf and hogan he did and um and mr t but according to dr d he did not so just to kind of just go over a brief history of what david schultz said in a uh, past interview with me about his history with hulk hogan Hogan knew that I could beat him up any time I got ready in a match, but that wasn't in the plans. We were working up to a main event, and Hogan got all scared and worried. But me and Terry, we were really close friends because we didn't have a place to. He didn't have a place to stay when he started, and when he came to Florida, I met him there, and we would just you know hang out. And he was staying in his van. 
So we took him into the house and he stayed with me, stayed with my wife. He was in our house because the guys, you know, the guy was really green and I liked the guy and he was a good guy. He started me working in the gym a little bit more and we really got along very well. I worked very hard. He worked very hard. We had some good matches because of that. Finally, when we were with Vince, I heard uh, that he was telling Vince he was really scared of Dr. D. David Schultz and said that I'm afraid that he's going to beat me up for real all over the ring on one of these live TV wrestling shows. Of course, Vince didn't like to hear that because when I'd go out there and I'd make Terry work his ass off and I wouldn't let him just stand around and show his muscles and pose, I really made him work. I wasn't the kind of guy that threw a punch and missed by six inches and the guy fell down. I figured if you couldn't take a punch and didn't know how to get out of a hold, you should not be in the wrestling ring. So Schultz went on to say about working with Hogan and feuding with Hogan and what happened with that tandem. I got a top spot because of what I could do. And I said what I said, and I talked about how I was going to do it. So basically what he's saying, you know, I walk the walk. I talk the talk. I'm a bad SOB. So as far as Hogan, like I've said, we were good friends. And Vince told him, you can either pick David or you pick me. And of course, he went with him. And he never spoke to me again after that. And I haven't spoken to him since. He did his own thing with Vince. And Vince told him, don't talk to nobody. And that they had Hulk in separate dressing rooms after that. The guy couldn't even dress in the same dressing room as the other wrestlers. Vince didn't want him to associate with nobody so i don't know what's the cause of that but i guess it worked because he made a lot of money he made a lot of enemies yes he didn't make a lot of friends but i don't think everybody wanted to be around him because of who he was so just uh, interesting maybe controversial statements there by dr d talking about the hulkster but you could tell that they had a great relationship like uh, like he said right there in that quote Hulk was down there in Florida. He had no place to stay. He was literally living in his van. And Dr. D and his wife took him in. He let him stay with him. So he got really close with Hogan. They were good friends. And then once it came to business and WWF, I don't know if that's necessarily true of Hogan being scared of him, but Schultz definitely is an intimidating fella. He definitely is a shooter. He can be a shooter. He is a legit tough guy. So Hogan may be, you know, is, is being truthful to a point there saying, no, this guy could really hurt me, but Schultz is right. He really did make him work. It was definitely a different style match. It was not something that we were really used to with the Hulkster and those matches. It, it's just completely different uh, of of the Hulk, uh, like a Hulk wrestling style, which I like, which is cool. I mean, you you got to change it up sometimes, and I think that he really did a good job with it with with Hulk. I know they only had really those matches, but they were all great. And you could see, like, man, I wish there was more. You want to say to yourself, I wish they had more matches. I want more matches. But Hogan, you know, not a, a big fan of him. Uh, it seemed like once they got to the WWF and it was all about business. But I don't know. It's one of those things. It's like they were doing great business and they were headed towards WrestleMania. And then the Stossel thing happened. So I don't know how much of it is really has to do anything with Hulk Hogan, but I think it has more to do with Vince and Dr. D. David Schultz. It seemed like that's where it went awry because for some reason you've got Vince not wanting Hulk, like Hulk's the number one guy. He doesn't want anybody messing with Hulk. He doesn't want anybody getting in the way of Hulk. He just wants kind of Hulk to, to be that guy and, and really be the man, 
So, you know, I, I could kind of see the, the different dressing room thing or, or whatever they, they really want to do and they keep Hulk separate. But to a certain extent, I know Hulk obviously had his friends and he had his boys and he had his posse and, and his clique and all the guys he's hanging around with back there. And I guess Dr. D was no longer a part of that clique. If you if you really follow Dr. D, he definitely beats to his own drummer. I mean, he definitely did things his way. And if he didn't like that, he didn't give a shit. He just did what he did. And, and he was going to be Dr. D no matter what. So in one essence i could see hulk saying oh man you know you know lighten up or whatever with him but in in another essence i could definitely see vince saying like okay this guy's a problem because if you read roddy piper's book they have a big meeting and vince is basically saying that he's you know he's taken over the company and he's he's got his new roster of guys there and hey guys this is the direction we're going in and Dr. D goes, what, you know, because he basically thinks Vince is the announcer. So he's like, well, what the fuck are you doing in here? And he's like, well, I'm the new boss here. And he basically disrespected him in front of everybody. And Dr. D has denied this when I asked him in the interview. But Piper put that in his book. And there might be a little bit of credence to that. Because if if he did feel disrespected in any way, maybe it didn't go down exactly the way Piper said in his book. But if he did disrespect Vince McMahon, I could see Vince saying, okay. I don't, I don't like this guy. I don't want to work with this guy. Yeah, I don't need him as a top guy, even though he's a, a legitimate star. He could be a great draw. He's an awesome heel. He's got a good feud going with Hogan. I think we could do some business with him. It's one of those things where it's like, if he's going to be disrespectful or you don't think he can stay in line or, or if you know he bruised your ego at all, then you're not going to want to work with the guy and put him on top and you're going towards WrestleMania. Yeah, you're going to make a change and you're going to make a, a big change and not have him in the match. And you're going to have Orndorff instead. Not to say that, that that's not great. I think it worked out perfectly because Orndorff is awesome. And Orndorff and Hogan is such a great feud. Orndorff, Piper, Orton is such a great trio. I mean, it, it does work out great. But it's one of those things, one of those what if moments. Like, wow, what if you had Dr. D in there instead of orndorff what if that that feud continued what if they fought at wrestlemania 2 or you know something i mean you always kind of think those what ifs and what could have happened but really between the john stossel thing supposedly uh vince being disrespected by dr d backstage in the in the locker room according to piper and piper's book then you have the Mr. T thing where supposedly Hogan thinks this guy's going off script and Mr. T's thinking the guy's being too aggressive with him. And then, you know, they, they arrest him. Who knows? Work or shoot there. Um, he says work or excuse me. He says shoot, but who knows? It was one of those things where it's all not trending in a great direction professionally for Dr. D. It just seems like whether it be his fault or not, just seems like Vince is definitely going in a different direction. And he does go in a different direction as he, has Orndorff replace Dr. D. So Hogan, Mr. T, Piper, Dr. D. I mean, that would have been pretty damn awesome. And and I love it. But Orndorff, obviously, I mean, it is what it is. And and history is there. But I love the what ifs. I love to think of like what what could have happened, what could have been, would have been definitely adding to to this episode. I mean, it would have been even longer and and definitely uh, more about Dr. D and the feud with Hogan. But as the story goes, Dr. D did wrestle after that, but really his last match in WWF is February 28th, 1985. And he gets fired basically because of the Mr. T thing. And that's the, the end of it for him. So you think it could be the Stossel thing. You think it could be him 
disrespecting Vince at one point. And Mr. T could be all three combined led to the firing. So obviously they go in a completely different direction for WrestleMania one. But Dr. D says, I mean, that cost him millions of dollars to be part of WrestleMania one and forward. He would have just been a huge, huge star with action figures and everything else that comes with it, cartoons and, and millions of dollars more. So he's saying that Vince cost him a ton of money there. He does basically get blackballed from the business. Yes, he wrestles uh, for ICW. He does go back to New Japan. He does do stampede wrestling. But as far as the states are concerned, really, that last match against Sweet Hansen on February 28, 1985, and then the Mr. T incident is you know, the last time that uh, he's really going to have a big prominent role in, in the states. Because like I said, he next goes to New Japan for a brief tour there. He goes to CWA a little bit. ICW and then back to Stampede and then he's basically uh, done with wrestling so it's nothing like a huge career after that or he does something uh, monumental or that anybody capitalized on him after that he basically goes to the wayside like I said he basically he's blackballed from the business and he says he's blackballed from the business so uh, to me, it just uh, it it stinks because he was such a good wrestler, uh, such a good character, such a strong base there to be just an absolute star for years on end, and yeah, what a shame! I mean that that happened. It just it just absolutely sucked that he basically could have been a part of WrestleMania one, and he ends up blackballed from wrestling. So you know you kind of be the judge and you kind of decide for yourself. Was it the fact that? him and Hogan's relationship blew up and, and that kind of led to the downfall and the exit from WB. Was it really Vince McMahon being disrespected? Was it the John Stossel incident? Was it the Mr. T incident? Could be all of the above. I just love Dr. D. I think what a great character. I love that tough, badass redneck SOB, the, the Steve Austin before Steve Austin, just such a, a cool character and such a great awesome heel uh, i just love everything about dr d david schultz interviewed him a few times met him a few times just really really nice guy not what you think like if you almost get intimidated thinking about his resume and his background but that's not really who he is he's really a cool guy really fun guy awesome interview if you go back into the t and pt archives go listen to the dr d david schultz interviews they were really really good and really fun and he's one of those guys man he just doesn't bullshit like whether it's his version of the truth, the truth, whatever you want to call it. He's just an honest guy to me where he's just going to be a straight shooter and he's not going to bullshit and he's not going to um, lie and make up stuff. He's going to tell you the way it is. So be that as it may, the Dr. D David Schultz versus Hulk Hogan feud, albeit briefly was a good one. And I highly recommend checking out the MSG match and really go back, go to the Hulkamania Coliseum video. Number one, Hogan versus Dr. D in Minneapolis, Minnesota in June of 84. That is a great match. Bit of a bloodbath as, as well. It's it's really, really good stuff. And they showed it on Tuesday Night Titans as well at one point. So that is really good stuff there. Fun episode to talk about Dr. D. Absolutely love him. But let's head on over to the plugs. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Two Man Power Trip. Check out the website tmptempire.com. And of course, Patreon, patreon.com slash tmptempire. Next week, we'll have some more Hogan era goodness. We'll talk about some more feuds of the Hulkster. 
But for now, everyone, have a good one out there. Thank you for joining me. We'll see you right back here next week for the Hogan Era Podcast. See you next week, folks. Dr. D plants the boot right in the forehead. And the blood is gushing out as the Hulk is not sure exactly where he is. Hogan hemorrhaging profusely from the forehead as the result of the slam of a chair into his massage and a part of the challenger and his world title about Dr. David Schultz. What a competitor, Gene. The Hulk, not even know where he is, is trying to get back into that ring. Well, the blood is just gushing out of that forehead and Schultz. Dr. David Schultz is really handing it out to the world champion. Things do not look all that good for Hulk Hogan at this Absolutely point in time. Absolutely not, Gene. The Hulk is in a lot of trouble. All started with a bump that he took outside the ring. Completely dropped four and a half feet down to this concrete floor. And then the doctor dropped the iron chair and busted him wide open. Matt Hogan making one step toward retaining the oh, heavyweight okay. championship. Look at that. He got back in the ring at least. And Dr. David Schultz, 40 miles of questionable traffic. 40 miles of bad road. Schultz with his patented elbow. Oh, he dropped it right on it. the sternum. It could be all over. This could be it. We could have a new champion. History could be made here this week in this final defense of the man that you see lying on the canvas in the middle of the ring. The incredible Hulk Hogan. One, two. Look at that and listen to the reaction of this crowd. Double slash to the side of the head. There's a right. Those blows are not facing. Look at the look. The champion. On the Hulk's face. Look at this. Oh, Hulk. Now coming alive with a series of rights. Oh, choking him out. And now he's biting the doctor. I don't know, Schultz may have been ripped off, but also as a result. It's possible that also may be some of Hulk Hogan's blood. It's hard to tell at this point. Al Hogan picking Schultz up, partially by the hair. Oh! What a forearm cannon job that was. Look out! The big elbow. One, two. No, he pulled him up. Hogan wants to administer some more punishment. Why would he do that? He had the man. He had a beat. Gene, look at his face. It's covered with blood. He wants the doctor to pay. This crowd is electrified by it all. The World Wrestling Federation expanding throughout the United States, Canada, throughout the entire world. Slam! With authority. Look out, the big leg drop. Oh. Now he can pin him. One, two. No! He's got to be kidding me. He pulled him up again saying, no, it's not right yet. I'm not satisfied yet. He's biting the doctor. Hulk Hogan has lost it. He's gone bananas. What a matchup this has been. 
two opportunities to get a ball on Dr. D, and now he says, I'm ready. Now I'm ready for the three count. No. The incredible Hulk Hogan still bleeding heavily. Uh oh, I've got an idea. What Hogan has got in mind for Schultz. And I don't like to think about it. Look out. No. No. Right into the steel post. I, oh, yes. Oh. I can't believe that. He picked them up and rammed them right into the post. Just like a javelin, he speared Dr. D headfirst into that steel post. The doctor has to be busted wide open. Hogan once more on the arena floor. Looking around. Oh, Schultz, oh my God. Schultz is bleeding profusely oh, now. My. He has been split wide open, and no wonder. I can't believe he's, he's still conscious. He ran down the post again. Oh. Oh, no. Only one inch is long enough to break the count. Schultz. Schultz open, wide open. Hope now with a chair. Oh. Dr. D is bleeding profusely. I don't know if these men are going to be able to walk away from this at all. Throws them back up into the ring apron. I thought for a moment that Schultz might have been going for a foreign object, but look at Dr. D. Schultz. Dr. D doesn't oh, know where he is, Gene. Both bats split wide open. This is a war, and it may be the final, the final conflict. The way it looks at this point, it very well could be. Dr. D for the ride. Elbow right to the wounded forehead area once more. And the Hulk, for all intents and purposes, is really doing it. Oh, look at this crowd respond to the punishment that is being missed out by the world's heavyweight champion. Referee Joe Morata saying open up that hand. Dr. D's blonde hair is now red. Crimson with the blood. Oh! Did you see that? Kicked him right in the kisser. And the Hulk is now enjoying this ball. Saying, get up, Dr. D. I'm not finished yet. Boy, is this a classic. This is probably one of the greatest matches I have ever seen. And only in the World Wrestling Federation. Oh, clothesline now on a part of Jolson. Perhaps earlier on, Hulk Hogan should have taken advantage of the opportunity to pin the challenger. Dr. D reaching down inside, using a desperation maneuver off that turnbuckle, and caught the big guy coming in. David now with an elbow, and he's got the Hulk in a prone position. Wait a minute. No. Schultz going up on those ropes, up to the second, now up to the third. And momentarily, I would suspect Dr. David Schultz will be airborne with an elbow forward. Oh. Missed its spark as the champion rolled out of the way at the last moment. Talk about your action. This is absolutely unbelievable, Gorilla Monsoon. Oh, another 
post line, cannon shot, now for the good, he'll go, he's got it. Capacity crowd on its feet as Hulk Hogan successfully defending his title this week here on the World Wrestling Federation. Hulk Hogan victorious in Minnesota, Minneapolis, to be exact, over Dr. D. David Schultz, as you said earlier on, Lord Alfred Hayes. I would suspect that uh, we have not heard the last of Dr. D. Well, you know, you have to understand the history of this. Dr. Schultz, or Dr. David Schultz, in his time, he has waged a brutal campaign against Hulk Hogan. And if you were watching Hulk Hogan for the first time, you may have got the idea that perhaps he was too violent, but he wasn't really. He was only giving kind for kind. And I think Schultz got what he deserved. But always bear in mind Hogan is a fantastically scientific wrestler also. Well, I'm sure he'd much prefer to wrestle on a scientific basis than we saw the rather roughhouse brutal tactics that we saw in the matchup from Minneapolis. You will note, of course, our attempt here on Tuesday night tightens to somewhat censor some of the rather more vivid aspects of that matchup. We'll be back as we continue with a very important surprise here on TNT. This has been a John Paz Power Trip production in conjunction with the two-man power trip of wrestling. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at two-man power trip. You can check us out on Facebook. You can subscribe on YouTube. You can go to patreon.com slash tmptempire to become a patron and also check out the website tmptempire.com and buy a shirt at prowrestlingtees.com. Two-man power trip where the power lies, brother.